0: This is a high high quality Quickie by Beast Car TV. And we're back with another episode of Beast Car TV. And this is a high quality Quickie coming to you from. Los Angeles. The City of Angels. The team and I are out here filming some some pods, high quality quickies or something that we're doing now to uh just add a little flavor to the pod. Just add a little flavor. Something that uh is is more easily digestible. It's it's as you, you can tell in the title. It's quicker. We did go back and forth on the name, but you know, High quality cookie just got something to it. Today, we're gonna uh, do a little quick rundown on money, cash, chicken. This is a discussion on how I am personally trying to flip my bread. Make a dollar out of a nickel. <sighs> this story goes way, way back to when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I got my first taste of making a buck. I worked a couple of little odd jobs, myself and my boys. And one summertime, we were uh, constructing the little recycling bins that many of you in Portland, Oregon, see in your driveways, the blue and the green ones. And we were making those bins, putting them all together, uh, screwing the wheels on, getting the, the top put on. And it was uh, it was like a dime a bin or something. It was it was something ridiculous that I don't know how they got away with paying us so little. But at the end of it, I, I made $175 on the summer. And I uh, took that to Nordstrom Rack and bought as many pairs of size 38 designer jeans as I could possibly find. That's not the story I wanted to tell, though. The story I wanted to tell was when I was in high school and I had purchased... Some Skull Candy blue and white headphones, and they were fire. I got them from Marshall's, and I got them for the low. They were under $10, which in today's day and age is hard to believe that, but I don't know. Maybe Marshall's still got some deals. It's been a while since I've shopped there, but it used to be a, a daily, not a daily, but it was a go to. Reg- I was a regular shopper at Marshall's back in high school, and I got these headphones. Let's call it $8. The killer of a deal. There was a reason, though. They didn't quite my head. They were a little loose, and I, I couldn't really do the type of aggressive movements that I, I needed to in my active high school life. They kept coming off, so I said, you know what? I just, uh, I wasted $8, but uh, I've always been a fighter, and, you know, I said, I'm not going to stop here. I'm not going to quit. I'm not a quitter. This could be a waste of money, or... This could be an opportunity to make a quick buck. And so what I did is I started to take these headphones around to my fellow classmates at Central Catholic and ask them if they wanted to purchase my headphones. And I was rejected many times by kids that I'd never even spoken to before. <laughs> They'd tell me, look at those headphones and say, no, I'm not. I'm not going to buy those headphones. And they had this, you know, suspicious kind of look in their eyes like something was wrong. They were on to me. Something wasn't wrong. It just didn't fit my head. It could have fit theirs. Or maybe they didn't have as active of a lifestyle. And then it struck me. I said, instead of just trying to peddle the headphones purposely, I'm going to just wear the headphones and see if somebody's just feeling them so hard. And then I'll just flip the script and say, you know what, man? you want these headphones you can have them for 15 bucks and i did that and for a couple days i wore those headphones between class i was walking with them they weren't even plugged in didn't even have them plugged into my my phone or my my iPod. i just have them on have them around my neck it was a style statement and sure enough somebody loved my headphones and uh I made $7. And that was uh, uh, the my entry into the world of business. And, you know, before I knew what influencer marketing was, I uh, I did it. Since then, I've learned a lot about money. When I went to college, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. But at Berkeley, the business school, Walter uh, Walter Hawes business school is one of the most prestigious in the schools. And so I said, you know what, that's what I want to do. I'm not sure exactly what I want to be when I grow up, except that professional football player, but business seems expansive enough, casts a wide enough net that I'll have some flexibility and it's a good school. You know, give me a stamp. So I went to business school and that entrepreneurial spirit that I first realized back in the halls of Central Catholic, it translated into school. And I was thinking of businesses and ways to bring value to the world and make a quick buck while I was at it. Started a company at that time, that's a story for another day. Shout out my Nova team. And then I uh, went to Stanford and was, did some my master's in engineering, and I took some finance classes and really started to understand the game of money and that it was a game to be played just like football is a game to be played. That there were strategies. There were techniques. There were tools. There were coaches. There was lessons to be learned. One of my first lessons, practical lessons in my life, came really around that same time when I was taking that finance class. And that was 2015-16 era. My grandfather, uh, John Evans, a.k.a. The Gov, had passed away in 2014. May he rest in peace. My grandfather was he was governor of Idaho for about 10 years. He was uh well before his time. He went to Stanford as well. He was, you know, industrious, he was business-minded, he was community-minded. He just was everything that an idol could possibly be and as I become as I continue to mature and become an adult, I, I learn more and more from him. And one of my lessons that I learned from him was when my mother had received inheritance from him. And my grandfather was intentional about passing down wealth through the, the family by way of trusts and other vehicles to make sure that the wealth was distributed evenly um, amongst his kids and, and grandkids and, and the people around him. And, you know, I remember my mom talking specifically about A couple of those um vehicles. My grandpa had invested in Microsoft and Starbucks. And when she said that around this time, you know, 2015 or 16, I was like, what? Microsoft, Starbucks? Grandpa knew what those were. You know, my my grandpa lived a good life and he was he was old. And I felt like to me, Microsoft and Starbucks was I don't know, like felt like younger companies, I guess. And then, you know, I, I realized like, wow. You know, my grandfather must have had some sense that, you know, when Starbucks was a small startup or early on in their in their lifespan and they were on the corners in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, or Microsoft was, you know, building their first computers and their the their windows and their all these tools, that the world was gonna change and these companies were gonna be something that would become valuable to him, would grow over time. And then eventually be valuable to his, his kids and the generations that followed. And you know, at that time, I was like, hmm, I wonder what the world's going to look like for me 10 years from now or for all of us, for the world, right? 10 years from now, 20 years from now, in the same way that you know my grandfather thought whenever he bought those stocks, I'm not sure exactly what year, taking that same kind of model of thinking and applying it to right now. Around this same time, I was also put on by my boy Dimitri that you can invest in stocks off your phone <laughs> or like on a website. This was news to me. And it's crazy because I had went through business school. I had went through, you know, a master's program or was going through a master's program. And I learned this and it's like, wow, it's crazy. I had no idea that you can do this. And I was like, oh, so this is how Grandpa John was able to Invest in these things. But I imagine that when he invested in them, he had to call up his advisor or his broker and ask to make, have the stocks invested in and whatever. But Demetria told me, hey, you can get on your computer and you can buy individual stocks. Blew my mind. And so all of these things were happening at the same time. I was learning at Stanford, I saw it happen in my grandfather's life. My boy Dimitri put me on to some some applications, some technology that gave me access and allowed me to be hands on. And at that point I I started to invest, I started to invest some of my my scholarship checks uh and when I went to the Houston Texans in 2016 and started making some some money as an undrafted uh free agent in the league even you know training camp checks, I was spending some time early on in my career on the in the training room. And getting a lot of soft tissue and a lot of work on a hamstring. And I was hanging out in the cold tub and the hot tub a lot. And I had a lot of time on my hands. And I spent a lot of that time thinking about what do I believe that the world will look like in five years, 10 years, or 20 years? What will the world look like for my kids or my kids' kids? And at that time, my big bet was virtual reality. I said, you know what? Virtual reality is going to change the game. I said, in my mind, I believe that if we could put on some goggles and we can meet with somebody halfway across the world, that would be crazy. And I thought, what about if I wanted to buy a house or tour a house? What if I could just put some goggles on and actually be in that house and see it and I can make a decision off of that? Or if I was a architect. And I wanted to put on some goggles and I wanted to see what that load bearing wall looked like in the corner of the room instead of the middle of the room. And I couldn't, you know, do it all right there with those goggles on. And so I did my digging and and Facebook was early. They had just then purchased the Oculus. So they were in the game. Twitter was in the game. Google was in the game. And I dug even deeper. I went a layer deeper. I said, Well, what allows these technologies to work, to function? There's a saying, they say you can own the gold or you can own the picks and the shovels. So I was looking for the picks and the shovels. And that's how I came upon semiconductors and chips. And these things, the graphic chips and the GPUs and all of this technology that allows the virtual reality to work. I'm going to be real with you. NVIDIA has been one of my best stocks over the years. Got in, you know, around this time, 2016. And it was because of the virtual reality thread that I just kept pulling. And I went down that rabbit hole and I found NVIDIA and uh, Advanced Micro Devices, AMD, AMAT. I found all these different technology companies. But NVIDIA caught my eye specifically because the founder, Mr. Wong, his name was on the engineering building at Stanford. I said, "Wow, I've, took, I've taken classes in this guy's building, and then I saw Huang. Okay, he's the CEO of this company that I'm looking at. Is the leader in this technology that I think is going to change the world in 20 years? I'm going to bet on that guy, and so I did. You know, and so a little bit was it was some some luck, right? But also doing the research. Since then, uh, my thesis around investing, thanks goodness, has evolved and I've remained curious around it. And um, one way I I continue to learn is I I like to read. And I, especially at that time, was reading a lot of the Wall Street Journal. I still am a a casual Wall Street Journal reader. You know, there's been years where I was avid, deep into it. Uh, I love to read autobiographies. I really have this fascination with seeing how successful people lived 50, 100, 200 years ago, right in the past, some of the things that they deal with, some of the adversities that they overcome, some of the insights that they had at that time. And then being able to look at this, my life now, and, you know, see some of the similarities or some of the differences with money. It takes time. I've, I've made some mistakes trying to make a quick buck in my time. Uh, Anything that's worthwhile, that's sustainable, that will have longevity, it takes time. Stocks, they take time. I'm not a day trader. I'm a buy and hold. And it takes patience to do that. And in order to learn patience and to delay your gratification, you have to be comfortable with who you are and you have to be comfortable in the journey to that goal, that financial goal, or whatever that goal is, maybe it's financial freedom. But until you attain that, you have to be comfortable with your yourself. Stocks, where I started, I got into real estate. The rich dad, poor dad, that was my my dive into real estate. It's a high level tutorial that Robert Kiyosaki gives. I would actually recommend it to everybody who's who's listening. One of the things that he pushes on is assets over liabilities. An asset is something that appreciates over time, it puts money in your pocket, whether you work or not. A liability is something that takes money from your pocket. And Robert spends the whole book basically saying that you should lean into purchasing assets more than you're purchasing liabilities and allow your assets to buy your liabilities. Cause you know, we're all human. We all got a vice. We all like to splurge. For me, I I enjoy a, a nice dinner, a nice steak dinner, that bone-in ribeye, done medium. I like that. And I don't always want to have to check the price tag. And uh, in some cases, I probably should. Well, shit. There's also some clothes that are a little more expensive <laughs> than they should be, and I still buy them but I like fashion and I like food. But making sure that those come secondary to my assets that I purchase or purchasing assets, investing into stocks or real estate or these things that will gain value over time and the value that's gained over time will offset those splurges or those impulse urges to splurge, allow your assets and your investments to, Help you pay for those because we're all human and we all have them. It's important to be disciplined. You don't need those, but sometimes you got to treat yourself. So I got into real estate. Still into real estate. I uh, have continued to involve my invest investment journey to get into private equity, which is you know through funds investing in private companies, which. Private companies being differentiated from public companies that you can buy on the stock market, private, you know, you need to have access to those and finding the right partners to invest in in those companies and people that know much more than me and leaning on their knowledge. Venture capital is, as I mentioned earlier, um, something that I've been reading a lot about. I've been fooling around and I've been exploring the landscape of venture capital, which is essentially... Startups and companies who are uh, very early stage. Sometimes they don't have a product fully built out yet. Sometimes they don't have a, a customer base yet. You're betting on an idea. You're betting on the team. So it's it's a, pr- a pretty risky asset class, but one that's interesting to learn about. Another piece of like learning you can read all you want, but what I've learned is that the true lessons or the strongest lessons come by doing. And so if you're curious about learning about stocks, find a company that you believe will change the world. 2015, it was virtual reality for me. And we're in 2023 now, and it's, it ain't changed the world yet, but it's getting closer. I'm, I'm holding out hope. But in 2015, that thought that I had led me down a rabbit hole that I've been exposed to so much more since. But it was only because I started, right? And I put a little, a couple of dollars into that stock. And uh, for the people out there, if if there's something out there that you think will will change the world, get in the game. Put some skin in the game. That's what I believe. You gotta have some skin in the game. I'm much more likely to watch that college football game if I got some money on it. If I don't, I probably ain't watching that shit. I'll leave you guys with this. When I'm looking at uh, companies, when I'm thinking about investing, I'll take a, a lesson out of or a tool from my my Grandpa John's toolbox You know, what is the world going to look like? What do I think the world's going to look like? And come up with your own theory of what that might be. Do your research. Listen to the people out there who, you know, claim to know everything. And please, I am not one of those people. Take your time to do the research and come up with your own theory and think for yourself and be uh, knowledgeable enough to make your decisions and at the I would say the lesson for from, from me that's something I've learned is it's trends and teams. When I say teams, when you're investing in a company, you're essentially you're investing in an idea that's trying to be executed by a team of people. How strong is that team of people? What's, what does their leadership look like? Are, do you believe that they can make the idea come true? And then trends, which is, again, where's the world trending? Right now, for me, I think uh, it's a lot of technology. I think technology will come, continue to change the world. Artificial intelligence, virtual reality, all these different things. But at the same time, I think that as humans, we'll have an urge to get back into nature and be outside and be in the outdoors. And so I think those are two industries that will continue to grow. Um, And unfortunately, I do think that with the growth of technology, we'll see uh, people struggling to age as healthily as they have in the past because we're getting less sunlight. We're sitting in seats longer than we used to. And we got screens in front of our faces and, you know, we're getting farther and farther away from where we, uh, where we started and our biological, uh, adaptations, we haven't yet adapted for a screen, so I think there will be a lot of age maintenance and focus on healthy aging as time goes on. And I'll keep you guys updated if I if I find some good companies or um, some interesting developments in that space. But until then, this was a high quality quickie. Thank you guys for listening, and until next time. Peace. This episode of Beast scar TV has been brought to you by Scarlet Creative. For the full-length video episode and more content, find us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Beast scar TV. And please, leave us a review. Drop a comment. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear? Who do you want to hear from? We would love to hear from you. This is your host, With the most, Brennan Scarlett, signing off. Peace.